This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Christmas time. Don't let the bells end. Don't let the bells end. Yo. Yo, who? Someone's cool today, <laughs> down with the kids. Yo. Oh, how we doing, mate? All right? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yourself? Oh, a, bit, a bit ropey, actually, bud. A bit ropey today. Okay. I went over, my, went over my sister's yesterday and uh, had a few drinks last night with my brother-in-law and my sister. I played a bit of darts and stuff. And, you know, I just, I, I don't know if since it's been because I've had COVID or, or whatever, but... I'm just tired whenever I have a drink now. The following day, I'm just exhausted. Not having COVID and staying safe and and infection-free, I, I can't relate, sir. Can't relate. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. It never used to bother me, like, you know? <laughs> I, I quite famously never got hangovers, do you know what I mean? But now, it's, it's not a hangover. I just feel absolutely wiped out. What a great start to the Christmas episode of Chain oh. Wrestling. Christmas, mate, honestly, <laughs> chirpy and cheerful. Chirpy really? and cheerful. Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or indeed watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, a Radio Tegas production. I am the, as previously mentioned, slightly tired, you know, wiped out a bit, a bit sleepy Sai. Uh, but with me, as always, is the good Santa to my bad Santa. And my God, were those skits on that episode of Raw that we're going to look at later on fucking awful or what? Didn't the Christmas cheer, eh? I, I said to you, I didn't watch it. Mate, me and you are going to fall out. We're going to get to that later <laughs> on. We're going to fall out, mate. <laughs> the Christmas cheer to buy too much beer. I'm hanging. I really am. A podcaster who no one should ever vote for in the poll ever, ever, ever again after the shit I have had to watch today. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are we doing today, sir? Blam, another one for the good guys. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Had a, a pretty understated uh, Christmas. Uh, indulged on a lot of good food and yeah, had a good time. Uh, and yeah, I'm glad my poll won because this was some terrible, terrible shit. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that first night, shall we? We'll get we'll get to that straight away about the whole poll situation. Okay, 
those of you who may be new to the show, those of you who maybe have not followed the show since the, the very first episode, um, I mean, first of all, where you've been, and, mm-hmm. and secondly, go back and check it all out. You can find it all online still. Um, okay, some of the earlier episodes are a bit ropey, not going to lie, but it gets better, trust me. And the, <laughs> the whole premise of the show is Mags and I put up a, a wrestling match each, and then you people vote for this one particular match either way. And and then we link to the next show and so on last week. And I am going to go back and listen to this and the discussions that we've had via messenger and, and so on. And and the conversation we had on last week's poll, it wasn't just one match you wanted to put forward. You were basically putting forward a whole episode of raw. No, 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 no. Three, three segments of a raw. Is that right? Yeah. And right? I, I, I bitterly regret it. I, ha- I forget that I have to watch this shit too. Mm. So when I'm trying to like torment you, I forget that I also have to put up with that bullshit. So I wish your Paul had won now, but that's the world we live in. Popularity <laughs> wins every time. <laughs> it was, it was terrible. I'm not going. Right. We'll get to that when we cover the wrestling part of the show later. Well, on, well, but... there, there was for me. There was one kind of good part about it the rest the, the other two were pretty damn shit yeah see i watched that i watched pretty much the whole episode i skipped one match um i watched pretty much the whole episode thinking, tried. Thinking, tried that that's what, to. thinking that's what you wanted to do thinking that, that we, we were basically going to watch this this christmas episode of raw you know me sticking to the rules put one match forward and literally one match because that's the way the game should be played, Magsy. But you bending the rules again and thinking, I'm going to do this. Oh, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at that. Let's chuck a few extra segments in as well. Oh, it didn't help, though, having these extra segments. If anything, it made it worse. <laughs> but the, the matches that I put forward were so short that we would have had nothing to talk about. So that's why I kind of that. I thought, I'll... I'll, I'll chuck a few different segments into a little bit of like a variety and i regret it i bitterly regret it but so everyone, that's the world we live in everyone bear that in mind please this week when the poll goes up whatever i put forward vote for okay <laughs> ignore max uh, lex luger <laughs> versus barry windham in here hair versus hair match oh you couldn't have a hair versus hair match between those two guys could you you wouldn't want either of them chopping their glorious locks off. That's very, very true. You know, what a horrible thing that would be. Horrible, horrible. Oh, so I wish you Christmas, Magsy. Do, do you have a good one? Yeah, uh, can't complain. Um, quite understated, obviously, with uh, with the world trying to uh, set itself on fire still. Uh, but yeah, uh, had a, a lot of good fun with the, the, the grandkids. Um, had a lot of good food. So yeah, I can't really complain. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, good. We we stayed in all day Christmas Day, uh, which is kind of unusual, I guess. I mean, COVID's obviously sort of dictated over the last couple of years that things are different to what we normally do. Normally, we'd pop and see my parents and so on, but it gets so hectic at Christmas with everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's families are getting bigger. The kids are all getting older. It's it's all chaotic. So we went to my parents uh, on Boxing Day on, uh, yesterday instead. Uh, I went to go see my sister as well. That was That was, that was good fun. Yeah, it was all right, mate. It was all right, you know. Dinner was fantastic. Sharon did a great job there. So, yeah, it was okay, but it was all right, you know. Did Santa bring you anything nice? Yeah. Um, my family tend to kind of like, if I show any sort of interest in, in anything particular in, in that year, I can guarantee I'm getting those gifts at Christmas. Right, so, okay. 
so I got um, a, a coffee a coffee machine last year, a bean to coffee machine. Uh, because I drink coffee now, every gift I got was pretty much all coffee, pretty much all coffee. So right. Yeah, um, so I got coffee syrups, uh, coffee uh, sprinkles, uh, cinnamon coffee, um, Christmas coffee. Yeah, just I'm going to be wired for the next year or two on on coffee beans. <laughs> so I'm not a coffee drinker, mate. I can't stand it. Uh, I can't stand coffee. It's gross, you know. But I do like it's okay, a nice cup of tea. Oh well, whatever. I got some Turkish delight <laughs> hot chocolate. I mean, I'm tired, honestly. I got, <laughs> and I had to sit through two hours, fourteen minutes of absolute nonsense because of you earlier on. So I only I'm put forward three today. segments. I put forward three segments, which would have took about fifteen minutes. You are responsible for the other hour and fifty minutes. You, no, you, did like, you, your own back. you weren't clear enough with and again if you just stuck to the rules <laughs> wow. one match we're done but because you got to fuck about with it all because you, <laughs> you got to blur the lines all the time okay it becomes unclear what we're doing <laughs> i end up sitting through shit like fandango freaking dancing his way up a pole you know oh, don't you slay paul fandango he was awesome and summer rare class <laughs> class <laughs> Number one contender uh, to the Intercontinental title, Fandango. Yeah, I'll have a, you know. What a waste of time that was as well. <laughs> oh, dear me. Dear me. Uh, okay. So then, uh, on Twitter this week, there's been a few a few bits and bobs, interactions with ourselves, which we'll get to shortly, but there's something I want to quickly update everybody on, just in case there was any grey areas out there. If anyone is getting concerned about this, the current status of this individual, Brad Shepard is still an absolute fucking cop. Pitbull, take alert! Oh, a teeny weeny. It, the, nothing's changed there. I'm not going to go into the reasons why. People can search it themselves. But this guy's a piece of shit, and the sooner he's just banished from... Any form of interacting with other people on the planet, the better. It's just absolute mess. Also, I didn't realize, Maxie, he had he's got an Instagram as well. Somebody shared, uh, somebody shared a screenshot of an interaction they had with him on Instagram, and somebody asked him about his him working out or something like this, and asked him, um, "Do you even know how to do a press up?" Th- and th- sent- this is this is the and uh, one of my uh, uh, Twitter friends, uh, JPQ. He sent me this in the middle of the night. Uh, obviously, I had no context about what Brad Shepard uh, got up to. I don't I don't have any interaction with him. He's not on any of my mutuals list. I just don't have anything to do with him. So my, I get my Brad Shepard news through you. Right, uh, okay. But uh, JPQ sent me this picture. And he said, I know Brad Shepard is a twat, um, but I've used this in at least three instances already outside of wrestling Twitter. And it's the, it's the, the, the conversation where someone said, can you even do a push-up? And then he's got, he took a picture of his own arm with a proper douchebaggy wannabe oh. Randy Orton tattoo. And like, you tell me, bud. And he looks like an absolute pecker dick. He's just, just sending a picture of your arm and, oh, as if to but say, look at the size of my biceps. It's not even massive. Just, it, nah. it's, it looks fatter. It looks like he's got a fatty arm. Oh, he's just a piece of crap, but, isn't he? I'd still, I haven't looked up what he's been up to. So obviously he said something stupid or ridiculous. So I'm sure you're going to fill us in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I mean, I was, I was just going to sort of skirt around it and just say the guy's still a bell end, but yeah. Okay. Basically he, um, uh, today, I think it is today, isn't it? Marks the one year anniversary of the passing of Brody Lee. 
No, was it not? Um, um, was it yesterday? I, th- I think it was bank, uh, Boxing Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and Brad Shepard used this, I suppose, sad anniversary. This, 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 the, the date of the passing to, I guess, try and get himself more attention. I get again to get his name out there again with a ridiculous. Uh, well. Whether it's ridiculous or not, it just doesn't need to be said. He, he basically was saying that AEW fans and wrestlers and AEW as a company have put Brody Lee up on this pedestal as this incredible oh. performer uh, when he was a mid-carder at best. Or I, I'm paraphrasing now. I've not got it in front of me. But um, that was pretty much what he was getting at with regards to these comments and he, he obviously he did you know in his defense he did say you know it, it's very sad what happened and so on of course but the fact that he was he doesn't need to say anything his family are in mourning his friends are in mourning and it's a sad occasion because it's that day that makes you you know the anniversary is obviously in your mind it's, the, it's exactly a year isn't it so, i mean it's the first one so it's uh, <laughs> bang bang podcast in the chat there saying he thought it was a pick of his granddad's todger i imagine really? me and brad shepherd's uh, arm here yeah potentially but yeah he used this this anniversary to effectively have a, have a dig i guess mate have a you know and again okay luke harper Brody lee he never did get into the main event picture anywhere in his career but he wasn't at the end of his career, when he passed away, he was, he was very much still an active competitor right up until he disappeared from our screens, that there was more to come if he didn't get ill and didn't pass away. But regardless of his, his in-ring status or his, or his position on the card, stating that isn't necessary. There's just no need to do it. You know, regardless of whether you think it's correct or you agree with that statement or not, you just don't even need to say it, especially on, on that mm-hmm. occasion. You know, you can debate someone's career all year round, but on the anniversary of their passing, why even, why even mention it? You piece of absolute shite. Unless you want the attention and he clearly did want the attention. And I don't get how calling him a mid carder is even, even an insult because he was a mid carder in the two biggest wrestling companies in the world. Yeah. That's that's more than 99% of the wrestling business will ever be able to achieve. He put his body and clearly his health on the line to entertain millions of people. That's that's absolutely amazing. That's something that he his family and his son uh, will always be able to be proud of. And Brad Shepard and his, his guns will never, <laughs> ever feel his that guns, amount yeah. of love. And that I think that's the issue. That's the issue that he doesn't have any respect. He doesn't get any kind of um, any kind of affection from from um, an, an internet uh, community that that just detests him. And that that's the the crux of the problem. People loved Luke Harper. People loved Brody Lee, and yep. he he doesn't like the fact that people don't love Brad Shepard. It's just he's just a sad sad little man with little arms who probably can't even do a push-up okay i I find the actual tweet now and it's it's from um brad shepherd unleashed as it says the name of his podcast is is that his podcast by the time i'll give you a little plug there brad okay brad shepherd unleashed Um, definitely don't go and listen to that 
yeah, if you enjoy audio that'll make you vomit, please crack on. Um, otherwise, I'd avoid it like the plague. It is, it is just as you can imagine. It's an extension of his his Twitter, uh, his Twitter, I suppose, personality. But I'm using that term very loosely because he hasn't got a personality. This guy, you, you get the um, the the, inte- the, the high quality content such as Brad Shepard rating um, female wrestlers' backsides each week mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, it's just an absolute piece of shit. But yes, anyway, I found the tweet. It says here, ask an AEW fan. In fact, hang on, I will hold it up to the camera so you can see the picture I'm talking about. You have someone here uh, at Mel Coleman Art who has done a picture, very good picture of Brody Lee with a hashtag Brody Lee forever. If we can make that out there, a drawing or painting that they've wow. done. So fair play to them. Looks like you. A little bit, mate. Um, <laughs> he's got he's got less grey in his beard than I over there. Hasn't he? <laughs> um, Brad Shepard quote tweeted this image and the hashtag Brody Lee forever. You know that this person's put on this picture, so he's he's actually not just spouting off for the sake of spouting off. He's 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 hijacked somebody else's tweet about this, and he says here, ask an AEW fan, is this a portrait of a wrestling Jesus? or an overrated mid-card wrestler who tragically died young. Wow. John's John's death was sad. Personally, I feel for his family. Professionally, he's been put on a pedestal by AEW fans that doesn't match his success in wrestling. Jesus. And again, he's used the hashtag for AEW, and he's used the hashtag for um, Brody Lee and so on. On that day, so obviously people are going to be clicking on that hashtag. His friends may be looking at that hashtag. His family may be looking at that hashtag. And he feels the need to spite his his drivel, his nonsense. Um, he's just... And, and this these are strong words, I guess. And I, I apologize if this offends anybody, but he's just a fucking cancer. Mm-hmm. He's just a fucking disgusting human being. He's a cancer on our community. And the best thing you can do with a cancer is just to fucking cut it out. And that's what yeah. I hope that everyone does to Brad Shepard. He's just fucking vile. And Matt Willis has said exactly how I feel in the chat. Wow, what a bell end. Yeah, yes. and I don't think you could have uh, put it more succinctly. He's absolutely, uh, he's just disgusting to to use the the memory of a, a wrestler who, who people really took to, people really adored, uh, to pimp your podcast and then in the same breath, slate that, that wrestler's achievements and, and really kick the family when they're probably suffering the most. That's That takes a special kind of moron. Uh, and Brad Shepard is certainly special. Yeah. Now, this is also the same guy who has been very um, trans... Is, is the term transphobic with regards to Nyla Rose uh, and okay. so on? In the past, he's been very homophobic. And, and sexism, we're fully aware, is is an issue with Brad Shepard as well. It's almost like he goes down a list and sort of looks at what can I say or do that will offend and just ticks them off. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, it's sexism, racism, whatever, he just ticks them all off. And it's he's incredibly homophobic. He's, in, he's just a disgusting human being. So, as I said, I hope that people just, just cut the guy out, just get rid of him. He's an absolute disgrace. Report him. Whenever he tweets anything, just keep reporting him. Let's just get the guy gone. Yeah. 
And and to be quite fair, we've we've given way too much time on the show in in the first place. But he does keep doing these horrific things, and mm-hmm. he, if you ignore the stuff that he does, he doesn't face the consequences of his actions. So yeah, you absolutely should be called out. Absolutely should be reported. This stuff is 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 not welcome in in twenty twenty one. Not at all. You you these opinions are draconian, absolutely draconian, and it takes. Um, a special kind of idiot to be worse than the guy that held up the sign in in AEW uh, this past week. Oh yeah, and Brad Shepard has has managed to beat that guy to be the the biggest wanker of the week. Mm. Yes, very true, very true. And like you said, it, we have given him too much time. But that, I mean, I was I was just gonna literally skirt over mm-hmm. it and call the guy a bell end. But you know, as soon as you asked, magazine. People I, I regret asking because he doesn't deserve the airtime, but he is also a bit of a. Oh dear, dear, dear. Yes, he is. He is great. I'm going to have to beat that out on the audio version. Like, <laughs> thanks for creating me some work, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> it was blame Brad Shepard, the yeah. fucking wanker. Yeah, there we go. What a bastard causing me extra editing work. What a piece of crap. Ah, <laughs> uh, shall we get to Twitter for some more positive reasons, Magzi? Well, yeah, but before that, let's go to the the amazing chat. Uh, yes. we've, uh, we've kind of ignored him in this first 20 minutes. Very, very rude of us. Uh, Matt Willis keeping up tradition, being first, uh, and with a tear in his one-eyed snake. I mean, his Santas are there. Um, <laughs> Sharon, it's Monday. You know what that means. And what a... What a fitting tribute, Sharon. Absolutely perfect timing. I love you for that. Uh, and she says, nice picture in the corner. Um, not as good as these ones. And uh, me and uh, Sai are going to go all silent now whilst I let you uh, let you take in the majesty of my Photoshop work. Look at them glorious bastards. Good Santa and bad Santa. That's amazing. So- <laughs> why, why, why have you got the picture of me looking like shit at the festival though it's the only picture i could grab oh i look terrible mate <laughs> Colin mccabe in the chat hello sir um um how are you doing nice to see you uh scottish danny hello sir coffee lord that is very true yeah i'm, I'm addicted to coffee it's the it's the best drink ever um and uh, we've uh, just uh, mentioned saying uh merry christmas guys and gals yeah and definitely check out uh andy's uh his little series on christmas crackers uh giving uh, a little bit of a uh fun over the christmas period i did i got the special day i got the christmas episode where we had a uh. bit of sing sing along and uh we found out that he doesn't like salt or pepper on his food because he's a a fucking weirdo um what, on on anything he doesn't like condiments or seasoning okay he also uh, he also had a childhood um issue with peas so he doesn't he's scared of peas so i've not listened to my, uh, in the last week i've not listened to hardly any podcast at all i've got so much to catch up on it's ridiculous uh but so I'm unaware of all of this that's been going on with regards to funny eating habits there. But I mean, peas, okay. Some people like veg, some people don't, whatever. But not having salt or anything, that's an odd one for me. Well, listen to the episode. I okay. call him out on it. I call him out on it. That's for, for damn sure. Um, 
Matt Wilson again in the chat saying hashtag Brad Shepherd update. And another person who's uh, who's gone well out of his way to uh, provide Christmas crackers over this uh, over this uh, festive period, um, becoming a yearly tradition now with Matt and his, uh, his little uh, Christmas crackers. One that we did, sir. We did a, a Matt yes. Willis Christmas cracker. Going back to um, um, Andy saying, I thought uh, Brad Shepherd's arm was a picture of his granddad's toddler. That is still, still brilliant. Uh, Matt saying um, it was a terrible thing to say at the best time to do it on the anniversary when he passed. I want to see him put in a cage with uh, with Lesnar, and he said indeed very offensive to the the, the rainbows. C star 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 Millwall Chris, hello sir, welcome to the chat. Matt Willis, you now have a late addition to the uh, NWT on your WhatsApp. Yes, sir. yeah, I've got it. Yeah, thank you, Matt. And me tormenting poor bold old man Andy. But I'm not by bringing up peas. That's a story he needs to tell. The, he was tormented by by sticking peas up his nose, up his nose. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm intrigued. I'm gonna have to listen to this now. Definitely, I'm gonna have to check that out. It's, it's almost a two parter because it's followed up a couple of days later, um, and I think it's with uh, Chris Bellis. It may be Chris Bellis, um, and he mentions uh, having peas, and he's like, "Nope, don't do peas. I'm scared of peas." They send me out in, in like a cold shiver, and we get you really get into it, and and Chris is in the background going, "Oh." What if I, what what I've brought up here? I didn't realize this was a counseling <laughs> session. But yeah, so yeah, I believe I'm speaking with Andy tomorrow after he's uh, he's been incredibly patient with me. I had internet issues, obviously I was poorly as well, and then I rearranged um, recording the Christmas cracker with him for tonight. And then I had to message him back again and say, can't tonight. I've actually got a show I already do on a Monday that I totally forgot about, which is this one, obviously. <laughs> That's why you nearly rocked up on just on time. I, I was on I was, I was on time. I was here before we went live, wasn't I? <laughs> By about 18 seconds. Yeah, well, 18 <laughs> seconds is enough, isn't it? Hey? <laughs> I was trying to catch the first half of the footy look. Andy saying you northern buggers and your piece. So, yeah, let's get on to this uh, non-wrestling topic then, sir. Yeah, okay, okay. And I'll tell you what we'll do. We will start with Matt Willis via WhatsApp. Um, basically, we just decided that seeing as it's the episode closest to Christmas of Chain Wrestling Live, we want to hear your stories about Christmas. So whether that is good experiences, bad experiences, overindulging on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, or any other time, um, just just Christmas tales in general. And we had a few different responses come through. This little disclaimer, this one from Matt Willis, I've not read. Hopefully it's, you know, clean <laughs> and so on. But uh, yeah, we'll start with Matt via WhatsApp that's just come through to us now. He says here, late addition to the story list, but it's a classic. This story goes back in time to the mid-2000s and chronicles an example of where the Willis family win-at-all-costs mantra comes from. One Christmas in 2007, to be precise, uh, my sister, my mum, my brother and myself all sat down for the traditional Boxing Day game of Scrabble. The game has progressed well until my mum, who has an O-level in English, if you don't mind, decided to put down the word socks, spelt S-O-X. It was promptly challenged by all three of us. Upon learning that we were correct, my mother did the only respectable thing. She tipped the board over and stormed off. <laughs> <laughs> Not changed it all to an E or an A, but threw all the, the Scrabble pieces all over the floor. It has since been referred to, uh, sorry, it has been referred to since forth as the incident. 
in Matt's family. <laughs> Another Christmas example of our competitive nature goes to 2010. The same four suspects were playing Just Dance on Nintendo Wii. We were four, we were so focused on beating each other, we weren't even trying to beat the target score anymore. It was perfectly summed up by my brother's girlfriend who asked my stepdad, what are they doing? To which my stepdad, not even looking up from his book he got Christmas, said, it's a Willis thing. Just let them get on with it. <laughs> wow. He says, Christmas is amazing. And he cried this year with everyone actually getting together. Yeah, that's a big thing, isn't it? Everyone's all... After last year, when we were very much told, you can't do that, seeing people this year was was great. So, Well, you were told to not do that unless you were part of the Conservative Party and you were, you were clearly allowed to. Well, yeah, that's not starting me off on that, mate. I'm tired and grumpy, and I'll get, I'll, I'll get, I'll get all ranty. I'll get all ranty. Uh, see, board games at Christmas, mate. I, I ain't about that. I, I'm not a big board game fan at the best of times. Um, I, as we've had an episode where we discussed board games in the past, I bloody hate Monopoly for a start, and that's one that my kids really enjoy playing with the wife and so on. I cannot stand it. I don't want to. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be in the room just because I can hear people arguing, and it gets me wound up as well. You know. Yeah. It, it, it can cause arguments, especially um, if you've got someone who's the cheats as a banker. That's that's uh, usually an issue. Uh, but yeah, I, I get your point. Some board games can be uh, tense affairs. Mm, yeah, I haven't played Scrabble in years, though. Like, yeah, probably since I was at school. Yeah, we uh, when when the missus first got an iPad, that was one of the first apps she downloaded was Scrabble. And we, we'd sit around, around a, a little iPad on the table playing virtual scrabble it wasn't the same i bought us a chess set um a week or two ago actually when when we went into isolation when we all had covid mm-hmm. i bought a little mini chess set because I, I played chess a lot at school um and i've always enjoyed playing chess but my middle daughter livy has never played it and she doesn't know how so i ordered this chess i think in our isolation our our lockdown our locked up in the house like the lepers that we were would be uh, I'd take an opportunity to teach my kids how to play chess um, it's, it's still in the cellophane wrapper mate I'm not even open it, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I still hope to I still hope to teach my daughter how to play chess because it's a game I enjoy so yeah um, the the smokers in my household they have a chess set in the conservatory because they banished from smoking in, in the main building. They've got to right. go out in the cold, uh, and they play chess out there a lot. They've got like a little kind of mini chess league going, I think. Yeah, I don't I don't partake in that. Do you not do you know how to play or oh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at chess. I just don't go in the concert. So humble with it, it too. Yeah, no, but it, it, it's the, <laughs> the smell of the smoke. It's it, I right. just don't like the smell of smoke, so see, I like the smell of smoke. And that's just, I've probably said this before on the show. This is the weirdest thing. Since I quit smoking years ago, I, my, my, my wife quit smoking and she cannot stand the smell of cigarettes now. She hates it. And she's been, she smoked for years and years and years. And literally one day, bang, she just stopped. Fair play to her. But now the smell of smoke to Sharon is disgusting. She can't stand it at all. Me, I, I love it. Somebody smoking, and I keep thinking, man, I really want a cigarette. I, I know if I lit one, I'd feel sick. I'd feel yeah, horrible. You're just stood right next to going, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, 
that breathe we, that into was, my mouth. Breathe. <laughs> I've, I've had COVID. I'm fine. I've had COVID. Breathing into my mouth. <laughs> Getting the bus back from work, uh, there was a there was a young lass who I worked with who smoked, and she used to light a cigarette whilst we were waiting for the bus, and she apologised and walk away and try and fan it away from me. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. Come here, you're fine. You're, you're you know? there following. <laughs> she turns around and you stood right behind. Yeah, her. <laughs> I, I'm just sort of walking down the street slowly, sniffing behind her. <laughs> I, I can fully see you rocking up at the bus station looking on the floor for any dockers that are not fully stood on just to pick up all that oh what no 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 i like the smell where's it gone from me liking the smell of cigarettes to me being some sort of freaking homeless fag ends you know well, well, that was a big jump that escalated really quickly <laughs> I, know, I mean it's not that big of a leap but you just give up a, you give up the, <laughs> the, the docker pick a vab like the works ashtray uh, right right everyone get back to work <laughs> <laughs> see that's something else the, 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 the ashtray or like you know fag ends left anywhere that's gross i don't like the smell of that that's that's horrible that turns my stomach but somebody actually and, it, and it's better as well if you're outside and you know like if um uh, if you're right, so if someone's just cut the grass or something, and people are smoking. Oh, mate, that's that's banging. That's that's awesome. That is. You're a weird man. <laughs> it has been said. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin, good friend of the show at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter. Send us a couple here. Um, yeah, hashtag hobo vibes from my wife. Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> uh, Dan says, one Christmas, his nan's false teeth fell out. <laughs> Brilliant. No one could find them for love nor money until she pulled a cracker and the teeth flew out at the end <laughs> across the table. So the teeth had fell into a cracker? Um, I'm not sure. It says here, the teeth fell out, couldn't find them for love nor money until she pulled the cracker and the teeth flew out of the end across the table, landing in an empty dish. To cue his granddad quipping, cracker toys get shitter every year. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they dropped on her sleeve or they dropped down her, you know, they were on, you know, on her hand without her realizing or something. I don't know. I can't imagine her false teeth would have fallen into the cracker. That'd be amazing if that was the instead of getting like a paper hat and a, a plastic comb or a giant paper clip, you got some old old uh, false teeth. That'd be absolutely amazing. Well, how would it get in there though? I've I've no idea. I, I didn't design the crackers. Maybe okay. there's a cracker trapdoor. A cracker trap door. <laughs> a, a, a tough door. <laughs> Dan continues. Um, for some reason, when it comes to Christmas work dues and the shit that goes down, seems to always involve the CEO. One year, a new starter got pissed and had to be dragged away after insisting on giving him a lap dance. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Amazing. One year, someone mistook him for a waiter and had him pouring wine. <laughs> Brilliant. Sure you just and, said, and he did it. And he did it. Yeah, surely you just say, wouldn't you? Come on, mate. You know, I, I'm I'm the CEO. You know, I'm your boss, sort of thing. You know, that's, that's what I'm going with. Um, another year, someone got drunk and called him a see you next Tuesday a lot. On that last one, that's verbatim. Not me trying to slip that word into the show. 
the guy has repeatedly said to the CEO of the company, you're I'll see you next Tuesday. And he's not. He's actually a really nice bloke. The guy insulting him was later fired for making death threats to his manager <laughs> on paper. <laughs> so he clearly was uh, uh, two pence short of a shilling. Oh, unbelievable. Fired for making death threats to his manager on Facebook. I'll tell you what, that is something kind of relatively new, isn't it? I guess that I started a job um, sometime in the last few months and in like the, the employee handbook, I suppose the sort of contract kind of side of things, it says on there, you're not allowed to bad mouth the company or bad mouth staff or people, uh, your superiors or whatever on social media or anything. And, and I've never, I'd never come across this before. Not that it's something that I'd normally do sort of just slag off my work on, on Facebook or something. But I, I was sort of, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Shows the, the way the world is changing. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. Darren in the chat saying it, it literally says it flew out of the end. You plebs calling us plebs. Why? And then, and then she apologises, saying that was rather harsh. No, I don't accept the apology. No, I mean, neither. <laughs> um, and Millwall Chris saying they obviously fell into the open end of the cracker. I didn't. I didn't ever think crackers had open ends. If crackers had open ends, surely the, the bits would just fall out. Yeah, I thought they were kind of sealed with just like the the pull string mm. popper bit. But Unless he means. Like you got the middle bit, aren't you, where all the stuff is, and then you got the two bits sealed, and then you got the two bits you hold on to. Unless he means they fell into that bit at the end. Yeah, I suppose. And then someone, but then surely someone who was holding the cracker would have gone, This is a bit crunchy. It's like it's almost batting me. A bit How crunchy. Is- <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit crunchy. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> We have um, Scottish Danny uh, at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He says here, Christmas 2004, we had a lady neighbour of a certain age who liked to drink quite a bit. She ended up calling a cab to her family's at triple the price mind, pissed drunk. When her cab arrived, she got in the back, only to realise it wasn't actually the cab, but a total innocent. I'm assuming when he says total innocent, he means that a car has pulled up and she's got yeah. in. thinking like a bastard. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> i mean if that were me triple price i'd i'd, I'd happily took her on a journey like a quid yeah. 25 quid or something for running someone to the nearest pub yeah yeah signed a little bit of a, a extra few quid in your pocket at christmas isn't it exactly um we have at Millwall chris one on twitter Millwall chris in the says chat wondering what part uh do you pull of a cracker well the end yeah the cracker end the crumbs. The cracker end. The end of the cracker. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, wow, you are a grumpy sod today. Um, mate, I'm so tired. I'm just not with it at all tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's uh, the lingering COVID, I think, coming back to kick my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Chris says his Christmas story is Christmas 2021. Caught the COVID on the 20th of December. It was a shit Christmas. <laughs> so, so a fun time was had by all in the Hamilton yeah. household. My sympathies go out to Mill Chris about that. Like, it's, it's obviously it's horrific having COVID. I explained I was so so poorly myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris says that he's felt rough as well. He's been having to isolate the whole time over the Christmas period. He's still not out for another. I think three or four days was the last counter that he, that he mm-hmm. displayed. So, yeah, hopefully, Chris, those days will pass very, very quickly, my friend, and you're feeling better soon, okay? 
Yeah, same, uh, same uh, feelings from me. And I, I've got to give you props for the the big man gif as well. Yeah, a yes. classy touch to it. Um, and I can't uh, kind of um, empathise with Corey because I've been very, very lucky to have not got it. But I did have my booster jab, and, and for the first time in in all the the three injections, that gave me a little bit of grief. The the day yeah. after, my arm was aching. Yeah, I couldn't ha- couldn't put it in any position that kept me uh, comfortable with it for for like the whole of the day. So I feel I've suffered along with you lot just as much. Yeah, well, I I, I don't think you have, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also had a little bit of a conversation on Twitter earlier today, Magsy, about um, Christmas music. Okay. Because something funny happened this year in that I don't know if it is a COVID related thing or because again, I was, I was stuck indoors for 10 days in the build up to Christmas, as opposed to being out and about and in the pubs or the shops or whatever. I didn't really hear Christmas music this year. Wow. really? You know, and, and normally it's about everywhere, isn't it? It's on the radio. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I don't put the radio on at home. So I might hear it in the car. I might hear it in a shop or something like that, but being, at home for the whole isolation period. And then when my isolation ended, it was virtually Christmas time anyway. It was that thing of, you know, and, and my work was finished for the year. So it's not like I was going back to work after being, you know, at the end of my isolation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's this, this game, isn't there? Whamageddon. Have you heard about this? I've not. Okay, I well. mean... Funny story about Wham. Uh, I, me and the wife watched uh, the greatest hits of the 80s, um, one of these Channel 5 programmes. I think I've mentioned one before that we've watched about uh, songs. Yeah. Um, and Wham's Last Christmas was actually voted by the British public as the best song of the 80s. Well, that's fucking nonsense. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, it's good. Of course it is. And it's, it's a very, very good Christmas record. And it's a great record on its own. Um, you know George Michael you know fantastic songwriter it's great but to say it's the best record of the 80s come on give your fucking head a wobble that's ridiculous I mean there was not not even uh, Aha in the top 20 Take On Me didn't make the top 20 do you think that's a bit overplayed though no absolutely not okay um (laughs) (laughs) so there we go (laughs) Uh, yeah, this game Whamageddon. I think I'm saying that right. Whamageddon. It's um, people are. It's, it's fairly new. Like somebody I know who, who's um, who lives elsewhere now. So I only really sort of keep up with them on, on on social media and so on. They're talking about it all the time with their family, and uh, they basically from the fir- the game starts the first of December, and you've got to go as far as you can into the month without hearing Wham, the Christmas okay. record. And when you hear it, you're out. So you got to just avoid the radio and all this sort of stuff. And it's a game they, they were all playing online. Um, this year, I got to Christmas Day without realising that I, 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 I weren't even playing the game, but I'd have won, you know, <laughs> because it came on the radio or, or on my wife's playlist or something like that um, when, she, when she was making dinner, Christmas Day. And that, that's when I twigged. I, I've not heard this this year. And then I started thinking about it a little more. I mean, to me, the best Christmas record, you know, going is, is the Slade one. I've not heard Slade this year, the, the Christmas Slade record, which is insane because that's everywhere, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
you know and it kind of got me thinking about christmas music in general and you know do people it's kind of forced upon you every december isn't it what are people's opinions on christmas music magsy do you, do you like a bit of christmas music at christmas yeah well, th- this was something that were brought up on the 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 bang bang um christmas crackers uh he, he asked everyone what their favorite uh christmas uh song is and okay i do i think it's hard nowadays to for uh, an artist to write a christmas song that kind of sticks mm. if you if you think of all the the classic ones they're all from like the 70s 80s and probably early 90s um stuff like wizard slade uh shaking stevens they're oh, all the lovely ones. bit of shaky yeah exactly they're all the ones that you remember like i i couldn't tell you the last 10 christmas number ones because they're all just, x-factor products aren't they well apparently lad baby uh, some bloke called lad baby has had the last four um no idea who the wanker is mm. um but yeah i like the way that even though we both don't know who that is we just assume he's a wanker no we, now, that, th- there is a reason why i assume that um okay now so um there's been a lot of obviously kind of discourse over the year about boris johnson the conservatives and there's a band uh kind of like a punk band called the cunts uh spelt with a k okay. to stop right. the swearing you, I, I assume you're aware of the band I've heard of a song about Boris Johnson. I'm assuming it's them. Yeah. So they brought a song out last year called Boris Johnson is a effing C. Right. And then this year they brought out uh, a a remix of Ghostbusters saying Boris Johnson is still an effing C. Right. Okay. (laughs) So they obviously that's kind of like a political statement song. Um, but this lad baby who's had the number ones for the last five, four or five years. Um, now they've been doing the songs for charity, which is absolutely brilliant for food banks. Um, superb that, that they do that, but the food banks only get a small percentage of the money. Um, and this, oh, okay. th- this guy, uh, this lad baby guy, he's uh, apparently bought a 1.25 million house in the last 20, uh, in the last year. So he's clearly making a hell of a lot of money. But he came out and said about this uh, this um, Boris Johnson song, uh, that's not the right way to go about your discourse with the government. Why not do something positive like we are uh, when we're giving money to, to charity? Uh, we all know that uh, food banks shouldn't be a thing, but uh, here we are trying to make the best of it. And this uh, band came out and said, you, you, essentially you say that, uh, but you're addicted to, to the fame of being number one, uh, and um, it's bad that you are kind of uh, promoting food banks to push yourself as, a, as, as someone famous. And, and they were, we have no designs on being number one. We just want everybody to know that we think Boris Johnson <laughs> is an FNC. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that's the only real kind of new Christmassy music that I'm even aware of, and it's only because it's called Boris Johnson. A bit yeah. of a cunt. Oh dear, dear, dear! I've not heard that. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna have to have a listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Darkness did one, didn't they? I picked that as my Christmas song on the uh, Bang Bang. Okay. Christmas time. Don't let the bells end. That's amazing. I'm so I'm blatantly sampling that and like just putting it on repeating <laughs> the intro to the audio version, you know, don't you? <laughs> um that to me seems like a really modern Christmas song. It's the compar- last remem- memorable Christmas song that I can yeah. think of. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's that's what I'm sort of getting at, I guess. It's the last that I kind of gets played on a regular basis still. But that to me is is a is very recent, I suppose, in comparison. But I mean I'm mm-hmm. guessing that must be 
10 years old now at least surely I think, it's, I think it's way older than that let's have a quick look great audio <laughs> um, when was it released jesus christ so according to uh to wikipedia it's 2003 so that's oh, okay. eight, 18 years ago yeah but to me 18 years ago is like yesterday no, but I, I, it just goes to show how kind of our music has fell off, or we've kind of mm. kind of like moved away from modern music. That eighteen years, and we still think that that's the last memorable Christmas song. Mm. Yeah, it's all about Slade for me, mate. It's all about yeah. Slade. Yeah, Great I remember. I remember seeing an interview with Noddy Alder, and he said that that song is essentially his pension because yeah. it comes back every year, and he makes an absolute <laughs> killing from <laughs> it, which is brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, fair play to him. Fair play to him. Uh, before we get onto a little bit of wrestling at the Today magazine, should we have a quick check what's going on in the chat before we start talking some graps? Yes, let's do it. So, um, Danny, with a, he's, he's coming out with the brilliant hashtags, hashtag crunchy crackers and showing a little bit of love to uh, Chris. And Chris in the chat, like we said, hope you, hope you recover uh, as soon as possible. Um, Matt, the the the... The hussy that he is pimping the volley after this show. Um, just disgusting. Don't use our chat to pimp your wear, sir. Um, but isn't it your show as well? I mean, that's that's by the back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sharon now saying the, the same to girls. They missed all the countdowns of the music um, um, because they weren't doing the drive to and from school. Um, she also disagrees with the... Uh, um, Last Christmas being the bi- biggest uh, song of the 80s, uh, Careless Whisper f- for the win. That wasn't even in the top 20. Absolutely. It was a shocking... Oh, this list you're, This list is just irrelevant then. This is nonsense. Number two was uh, Radio Gaga by uh, Queen. Okay. Which, I mean, that's not a bad shout, but uh, there are only two ABBA songs in the whole of the top 20, which is scandalous. Absolutely scandalous. I'm assuming that the rest of the top ten was just for the Motorhead records. There was no Motorhead. There was no hard, like hard rock at all. And the eighties was the best, you know, the best decade for hard rock and heavy metal. I mean, obviously, it was born in the late sixties, going and the seventies was huge as well. Don't get me wrong, but eighties metal, man. That's you know, there, there was a. I th- in fact, there was one Guns and Roses track that was in there. Okay, yeah, okay, I but I, like, it, yeah. it was like the bottom end of the top ten. Well, um, what a load of shit. So Sharon says, uh, been going on for years now. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously no. I think she's talking about the, the lad baby stuff. Uh, no, Scottish- that's the, she's talking about the uh, the Whamageddon there, I think. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Scottish Danny, uh, Feliz Navidad for the win. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it essentially means happy holidays. But um, uh, Sharon says she watched a video from lad baby and it was so fake. It's It was ridiculous. Yeah, they made it to one this year and I think they had... Uh, um, Ed Sheeran and I want to say Elton John was on it, um, and they were singing about sausage rolls. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Was it I even think, funny? I think it's um, they started off, didn't they, as uh, doing like these little sort of jokey videos and so on. Like you get people who prank each other online, don't you, mm-hmm. uh, and video it. And that was quite a big phase for a while, wasn't it? And I think that's how Lad Baby started off. He would prank his wife and so on. Oh, okay. Um, and that's, yeah, and it was, those videos were ridiculously staged and fake, whereas you get some people who are doing it for real 
these did come across incredibly fake and staged. So I think that's kind of Sharon, let me know in the chat if that's what if I'm getting that right. But I think that's kind of what what, what Sharon's getting at there. So I remember having that conversation with her. Okay. I mean I've I've never heard of them until this year. Even though they've had Christmas number ones for the past four years, I'd never even heard mm. them. But it was um, like a Facebook, a Facebook account or a Facebook page that they did oh, this prank. Kind of like that, that that Jack Jones pillock. I don't know who that is. Look him up. He's a, okay. a pillock. Um, okay. <laughs> so Scott, Scottish Danny, and this one will appeal to you. He says, Mortehead, run, run, Rudolph. Yeah, great stuff. And then the last one we've got for now, um, Sharon said she's added the new Elton John and Ed Sheeran song to her playlist this year. So I think that's the one. It's, it's called Sausage Rolls for Everyone or something like that. Okay. And oh, she had, had to have a, a, another dig just before we go. Uh, 18 years ago is like yesterday. Yeah, that's because you are so old. She means Honestly, you. Honestly, yeah, obviously, man, totally. It, it, and that is, the, that is the situation. It's like... <laughs> we'll be talking and I'll say to Sharon, like something happened the other week. And then the more we talk about it, Sharon, will go, that was like four years ago. What are you on about? <laughs> you know, but it happens all the time. It, you know, I'll, I'll say to her, Oh, you know, can you remember? I, I, we were talking about uh, Christmas. I, 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 in my head, I'm thinking I have a bottle of Bailey's every Christmas and I didn't do it last year, but normally I have a bottle of Bailey's every Christmas. Um, Sharon pointed out that I've not had one for about six years, but in my head, that was a year ago. Do you know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. we, we turn around, we're talking wrestling, it's a perfect example. Talking about wrestling, the, 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 sh- the show that we're going to look at in a moment, 2013, to me, that's yesterday. To me, that's a that's one of the most recent things we've looked at, and it's really recent. That, to me, that's that's current, recent wrestling, but it's fucking seven, eight years ago, <laughs> nearly a decade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird how the mind works, isn't it? Or my mind, anyway. Well, and time as well. Um, Speaking about time, me and the wife uh, over the uh, over the last few days have watched um, Professor Brian Cox. He's done a new show about the universe. Um, I think he's on BBC iPlayer. Five five episodes of it, and it's brilliant. So so good. I could listen to him talk about nursery rhymes he's got that kind of calming voice but yeah the way he kind of goes into uh the latest like uh discoveries in in uh in telescopes and things like that and how we've they've seen the the light from the beginning of the big bang it's yeah it's superb so okay. check that out if you get some time yeah i will do i will do yeah cool okay knowing that you're a, a space and like time travel kind of guy yeah, I got my I got my Gallifrey University T-shirt on that I got for Christmas there as well. Doesn't he? That's awesome. quite cool. I like that. Is, yeah, that, is, same, that a doc, is that a Doctor Who thing? Yeah, Gallifrey is the planet they were from. I know. I'm, I'm uh, okay. You, like. Right. <laughs> and Sharon in the chat says, uh, "We've been together for 13 years, and he's had a bottle of Bailey's at Christmas for a grand total of three times." Yeah, really? but to me, to <laughs> absolutely, me, it, 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 I do yeah. this every year without fail. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. To me, it was last year, and it's every year. That's just how my mind works. It's weird, isn't it? Wow, wow. Um, shall we get into this wrestling before you before you dig yourself into a number Yes, hole? let's do it, mate. Let's do it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Right. 
Right, I'll just get out my extensive amount of notes I've made about this two-hour show that I thought I had to fucking watch all the way through. You didn't. I never said that. I specifically stated three segments of the show, and I I tried to do what you did. I tried to watch through it, and I got to the segments, and I thought, no more. I've had enough. This is fucking ridiculous. Mm, it well, was not good, it. was it? It was not good. I mean, the opener was okay. So where did you get to then? Where did you where did you stop? So I watched the, the beginning with Kane uh, giving out uh, candy canes and uh, the authority coming down to the ring. Uh, and then Kane pushes a fan who doesn't want a candy cane and, and makes him have about 15 of them. Uh, and mm-hmm. then they uh, essentially the McMahon Helmsleys thank themselves uh, for for Christmas, they they've saved Christmas. Um, then we had that. I think there was a battle royal, kind of like skip through that. That that didn't interest me whatsoever. Uh, got to the Sinkara and Kurt Axel uh, match. That wasn't too bad. Um, then the there was the 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 uh, promos for Bra- uh, Daniel Bryan and and uh, Goldust and, and Cody Rhodes against the, the Wyatt family. I watched that. Ended up watching that match, uh, and then we were getting to the segments that we were covering. Uh, and then after after watching what we had to, I watched the uh, the segment with the uh, Darren Young and um, Tad O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Is that promo? Didn't watch that match because it was. I wasn't into it, and then I, I skipped forward to watch the the good Santa v bad Santa stuff, and then turned it off instantly. What a wanker! Really, <laughs> <laughs> <Brilliant. laughs> I had to enough. Be honest, to be honest, you kind of missed a couple couple of things that weren't bad. Then, really, I mean, before we dive into it properly, we should sort of just recap, I suppose, what we're doing. Uh, Magsy's option on the poll won again. And um, <laughs> one vote. Was it one? one I know it was, single vote. I know the percentage was very close, but I didn't yeah. figure out the votes. It was by one vote, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So Damn whoever it. voted for that, you know who you are. You did this. I wonder if it was me just clicking on the wrong one by accident. Or something. That sounds like <laughs> something that I would do. <laughs> uh, the option that that won was the well, a couple of segments from the Christmas edition of Monday Night Raw, which aired on the 23rd of December, 2013. Mm-hmm. And this would have been one of the, I mean, it, it was a three hour show by then, wasn't it? It, it was. I thought it was still in the, the kind of like two hour era. Yeah, I mean. Um, but yeah, uh, when you watch it on the network, it was two hours fifteen or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, did that just seem like it just took ages? You know, it just took so long. Uh, people complain about ad breaks and and so on in wrestling now. Uh, when you watch an episode of Raw, there's so many adverts. Watching this back with the adverts removed, and you get literally have the two hours and fourteen minutes or two hours fifteen minutes of this episode of Raw all together in one hit without without the adverts it kind of made me wish that the adverts were still there for a break yeah because it was just so but it it also goes to show that almost all of that third hour is adverts Mm -hmm. yeah 45 46 minutes of a three-hour show is advertising 
Yeah. That's, that's scandalous. Yeah. Now, what they don't edit out on the network is also recap packages. Mm-hmm. And we had, off the top of my head, I can think of three straight away that recapped on the most recent pay-per-view, which was TLC, and the episode of SmackDown that aired before the episode of Raw that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. And, and those recap packages were a good five minutes long each as well. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I know it's a big criticism of WWE television now that you don't get masses there to hook you in uh, of new stuff. But it's not, an, it's not a new situation. This, this, this show is, you know, what, seven, eight, best, eight best part. Old. Yeah. Best yeah. part of eight, nine years old. And it was an issue back then. It, it was. And, and be, being someone who, who hadn't watched kind of Raw for um, uh, such a long time, going back and, and kind of trying to plow through an episode like this, you can tell that um, this wasn't aimed at my demographic anymore. This was, mm. it felt like a kid's TV program. It was aimed at kids. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was silly. And I get that wrestling can be silly. There's uh, all different kinds of wrestling for all different kinds of tastes. But it, it kind of made me not miss WWE, if you know what I mean. Mm. I, I'm I'm glad that I'm out of that kind of uh, um, routine of, of watching three hours of Raw week in, week out, because this watching the first hour of this show drove me batty. Uh, so yeah. I couldn't I couldn't imagine sitting through three hours every single week. Yeah, and it's that thing, isn't it? It's, we say all the time that not all of wrestling, and especially when it comes to WWE, not all of wrestling is aimed at us. No, we we appreciate that. We're we're two blokes in our forties who appreciate a certain type of wrestling. You know that, that WWE doesn't always offer. Now, there's still some good stuff to be found. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You know. But there's a lot of it now is is not aimed. We're, we're not their target audience, but but with this episode here, and I, I suppose it, it's an example of of the worst of WWE over the last decade. It's so it, it's insulting to people's intelligence. I think the whole mm-hmm. bad Santa versus good Santa thing. Okay, I, I can get on board with that. They're, they're doing silly skits. They're having a bad Santa being miserable and grumpy and mean to the kids. They're having a good Santa being nice to the kids and so on. I can I can get on board with that. It's it's for the kids. It's for the children. You know, okay, sound. The minute they start talking about saying the outcome of this match meet will decide whether Christmas is cancelled or not. So yeah, okay, I, I'm an adult. I appreciate it's not aimed at me, but a fucking five year old kid ain't gonna buy that crap, is it? No. You know. Christmas is cancelled all over the world because Damien Sandow won a wrestling match. Piss off, Vince. Come on, mate. And and, and then building to the show, you, you see that there's kind of, like I said, recaps, and there's a there's one recap of him uh, uh, being the Santa where someone goes to sit on his knee and he puts a towel down in case the kid pisses on him. Um, and you find out that that's was something that happened the week before. So this is something they were building to. This was a storyline that they were building to. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was it absolutely good. ridiculous. The the authority opening the show, as you mentioned, Magsy, it just again just reminded me of why I've kind of drifted away from WWE, mm-hmm. I guess. 
Um, the authority themselves, I've got no major issue with. I think sometimes it is it is incredibly overdone. But the the heel owner or the the, the bad guy general manager, I think, does serve a good purpose on a yep. wrestling show. It can it can advance it can advance storylines. It can advance uh, angles, uh, and, and it can really help get the good guys over. However. Every single episode of Raw, starting with Triple H's music, for God knows how long, and they come to the ring and they cut a promo, and, and this is the perfect example because the three of them would come to the ring, Kane, Stephanie, and, and, and Triple H, and they would talk for a good ten minutes, and then Randy Orton, who is the the WWE World Champion at this stage, would come to the ring. He would then talk for a few minutes. Yep. And other than literally running through a few of the matches that were coming up, which to me isn't essential for them to do, the commentators can do that or, or whatever, this whole 10 to 12-minute segment accomplished absolutely nothing. No. Apart it was from completely to pointless. Say, yeah, apart from to say the show is Christmas-based. You're absolutely right. Because even yeah. the part with Randy Orton coming out was he comes out in his ring gear with his titles looking like he's ready for a match and then says, Oh, I've been given the day off. Well, if you've been given the day off, what the fuck are you doing there? Ready for a match with your title belts. Why are mm. you even in the arena? They also mentioned someone else who's been given the day off. Jerry Lawler. Where was Jerry Lawler? He was in Memphis drinking eggnog. He wasn't backstage waiting to come out to tell people he was day off. It made no sense. No, no. sense at all. Absolute ridiculous. And, uh, and the thing is, it wasn't like, Randy Orton was told, okay, you got the day off, and then he jumps the baby face at the end of the show, and it's all a big swerve. That was it. You didn't see him again. Yeah. So what was the point? I didn't watch it. Yeah, you didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can see, I, I played through, mate. I played through for the benefit of, of the CWF. You know, and I, that's I why you're a this. better man than I. <laughs> I've literally got a note saying Orton arrives, yawn, because it was, it was a nothing segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was followed by a 12 Divas tag match where they're all dressed in Christmassy attire. And yeah, that was I, I so bad. Vicky Guerrero with the, the reindeer antlers and thought, this isn't for me. And uh, skip past this. There is. A, did you see the spot where they were linking arms? Well, no, because I skipped past it. I okay. Well, that. I don't know how far you were, were into it until you skipped I, it. I saw Vicky Guerrero right. with antlers. Okay. And that was enough for me. Okay. And it was next segment, please. Beep. Right. She used those antlers on someone's butt as well. Oh, thanks. Like literally the, the sponge antlers. She ran up and hit somebody in the butt with a mosser on her head. And did they sell it like it hurt? They sold it like they were very surprised. I'm not sure if that was an attempt to sell pain because I'm not going to lie. The selling in this match isn't exactly Ricky Steamboat or Ricky Morton levels, you know? So, um, but there was a spot where the, uh, the good guy team started off with, with, um, I think it was Natalia linking arms with one of the Bellas spinning her around and she clotheslined her opponent. And I was like, okay, that kind of works, I guess. Uh, then another, team member linked arms so now there's the three of them in a row they span around again and clotheslined another opponent now can you guess where i'm going with this max i think a fourth member a fourth person came in and they closed and this went on and on until you had all six in a row literally linking arms 
and just spinning round and round and round in the ring with the one on the end clotheslining someone. It was fucking awful. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my 30 years of watching wrestling. Honestly, I was sick in my mouth. It was terrible. I was sick in my... So for next week's episode, I'm putting forward this 12-woman <laughs> <tag> match. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I've got a note. I can't even tell you who won. Uh, no, I can. I can. Natalia got the submission with yeah. uh, the sharpshooter. But yeah, it was terrible. It's one of the worst wrestling matches I've ever seen. I've got a comment here saying, spot where they're running, complete shit. So that's uh, the, the, the the level of notes I made. Um, Sinkara Curtis Axel match, Magsy, you mentioned previously. Um, that was okay. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about how Sinkara used to wrestle under different coloured lights to everyone else, though. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I think he, I think he's always been um, an underrated wrestler. I mean, I know he, he he was a botch machine at the at the beginning of his his career, but yeah, he, he was super super talented. Uh, I think he wins. Uh, bag doing the doesn't he do an angle slam and then a swanton bomb to win? Yeah, uh, which is weird stealing uh, stealing moves, but yeah, th- this match uh seems like it was way better than the the, the opener. Yeah, it, it was okay, it was okay. I remember those lighting the, the lights changing. He wrestled like under a purple and yellow light, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I remember at the time thinking that was quite cool. But now I'm looking at it and thinking, oh, I ain't sure about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but at the time I thought, okay, that's something a bit different. But yeah, it's it's, it's not great, is it? Oh, dear. We have a few segments where we're looking back on SmackDown. We have Damien Sandown terrorising a kid, as you mentioned, Magsy, getting a towel on his leg just in case they have an accident, as I think AJ Lee said to the child, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yep. Um, we then have another catch-up with Daniel Bryan and the Wyatts, uh, clips from TLC and SmackDown, because they're feuding at the moment. And, and this is something else that really struck me. I had to bring up the date and have a little look just to make sure I was right. This is December of 2013. Mm-hmm. The next WrestleMania is WrestleMania 30, where Daniel Bryan goes on to win the championship and have the whole yes movement, isn't it? Yep. So we're only a few months short of Daniel Bryan being this crazy, super over popular figure. And here he is dicking around in the mid card with the Wyatts and doing nonsense with them. And it just sort of really reminded me how it was the fans who got behind Bryan to make mm-hmm. that happen. Cause WWE had no interest at all. Did they? It, it didn't seem that he was massively stuck in the mid card with, with, with the tag tag team. I mean, WWE haven't uh, looked um, looked favorably on the tag team um, division for for years now, and mm. you had the uh, Dustin uh, and uh, Cody's champions, but they were fodder in this feud for between uh, the Wyatts and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was a uh, it was mid card hell, I suppose, and yeah. and the only thing that kind of really pulled Daniel Bryan out of that was the fact he was so beloved by the fans that that WWE had no choice. And to to push him into the to the the upper card because that's that the fans were ravenous for him. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, speaking of the tag division and so on, we then do get Cody Rhodes, Goldust, and Daniel Bryan versus the Wyatt family. A um, couple of notes I had about this one. I loved Bray Wyatt here doing the whole creepy mm-hmm. cult leader this from was, the swamp kind of gimmick. This was, you know, this was peak. Bray Wyatt for me. 
yeah, this was great. So good. Also, obviously, Luke Harper, fantastic for a guy his size, how he could move. But Eric Rowan as well. I always looked at him as like the the sort of weak link, I guess, of the team. Until Braun Strowman joined the gang. Well, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I look, I, I watched him here, and I actually think he was better than like he's better than I gave him credit for. Uh, the sheep mask at the time, I thought was cheesy and crap. I look at it now, and I think actually that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, in a stupid, silly way, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, he's never going to be somebody who. who you would have thought would have been top of the, the 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 tree in WWE, but it was always a very good dance partner for for the uh, the big stars. It looked it yeah. was a legitimate kind of contender, I suppose. And I, I, thought, I always thought that he was a really really good wrestler. Yeah, yeah, was, and that huge ginger beard and that big slap yeah. head. He stood out. He stood yeah. out. Yeah, totally. Um, another note I have is that we had a stereotypical WWE effort of two wrestlers put together as a tag team. And rather than do something new musically, we just try and mishmash their, their entrance themes together and it doesn't work. And it sounds terrible as they tended to do every now and again. I mean, it's, it's just laziness, isn't it for me, Max? It is. It is. But that's the WWE way with music. I mean, be thankful that they didn't just replace it on the network with, uh, with some generic, uh, country music, mm, yeah, rap is crap from WCW. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I love the that. West, the West Coast rednecks. Oh, brilliant stuff, mate. It's a bunch of crap. I hate rap. I like NASCAR racing. Richard Petty is still the king. Yeah, they call me a redneck, but you know that's a beautiful thing. There's only one thing that I hate, because it's a bunch of crap. Uh, we then get a skit here that I suppose is one of the ones that was was part of what you wanted to take a look at with Mark Henry in his good Santa getup, um, being nice to a kid, mm-hmm. but it comes across a little bit creepy, a little bit off. He talks about how good a Santa he is and does the kid want to sit on his lap? And it, it was all a bit, a little bit ropey for me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... It, looking back now, it looks suspicious. But mm. I suppose if you're a, a kid, um, you would rather sit on Mark Henry's knee than you would Damien Sandow's. I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> that's not, I'll be honest, that's not a choice I ever thought I'd have to make. But now you're putting me on the spot. I guess you're right. <laughs> it's. <laughs> um, Bad News Barrett is hanging around outside a little bit throughout the show as well. Yeah, this is the, money. I think it's the second or third time that you ended up seeing him. Um, yeah, in a red apron for some reason. Ringing his bell. Just ringing mm-hmm. a bell, collecting money. So I don't please know. be generous, please be generous. I but, mean, with you watching the whole show, was there a payoff to this? Yeah, or we're was, getting to that. Oh. 
Yeah, that's yeah. I can't, you can I tell, can't wait for that. You can tell by my tone of voice that it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he's, being, he's going. Oh, everyone, give generously out on the street corner and so on. And again, he's in this red apron for some reason. It doesn't make any sense why he's in an apron. He's not. It's just a random red apron that he's wearing whilst outside ringing this bell and getting people to chuck money and and people are walking by and throwing bits of change in this in this mm-hmm. bucket. Um, and I'd say about the bits of change into this one solitary bucket because that's going to be relevant shortly. Okay. Um, I've got a note after that saying, surely this can't get any worse. But we have the WWE Carol competition. Now, I'm going to stop you there because I think that this was the best segment of the show, at least what I watched. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What what part so far up to now has been better than this part? <sighs> no, I suppose you're right. It was that, That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing because this it is was, awful. Yeah, I'm not awful in a good way that it was funny. It was uh you had Xavier Woods and uh, R Truth who um, apparently were in a tag team called Truth and Consequences, which I think is a cool name um after the the New Mexico town. Um, Xavier Woods got the, he's got the the voice of an angel. He's got that some guy, pipes, hasn't he? That guy has got some quality parts, and, and yeah. then you've got our truth doing the 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 little interludes. Um, not as funny as I thought he would have been. I mean, our truth he's he can make me laugh so many times. I thought yeah, it would have been a little. Me. I thought it would have been a little bit funnier. Uh, then we get a two man band with uh, Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre. And how small did Jinder yeah. Mahal look? The first Both thing that I noticed, yeah, I mean, you can see the kind of definition in, in uh, Drew a little bit, but obviously now he's, he's, he's a monster of a man. Mm. But, but Jinder Mahal just looks so, so small and so thin. Uh, and he certainly didn't have that kind of steroid back net that he, that he has now. Um, yeah. But they attempt to kind of a, a rock, I want to say a rock version of uh, of of Jingle Bells, and I've got to give them props. Uh, the way they kind of uh, mix it up in in who was singing, they had that down. They they really nailed that down because they they didn't take it line for line. It was like half of one line, then half of another before the other one jumped in, which it felt like it'd be hard to do. Um, but they were obviously the 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 bad guys in this uh, and got booed essentially out of the building. Uh, and then, <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. Santina Morella. Santina Morella, who I don't know how you can anyone can hate him because that that is the one of the best comedy characters that WWE have ever produced. I love Santino Morella. Yeah. It's all it's all run with a trying to beat the record of the honky-tonky man and facing the animal Baptista. Um, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff is absolutely brilliant. His rap against William Regal will always be one of my favourite moments in WWE, bar none. That is superb. But he sings um, Deck the Halls um, in a very falsetto um, uh, voice. Who it's knew- not there, isn't it? Very Who knew that Santino had that 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 in him, but the best part was Great Carly doing the fa la 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 la's, but 
he clearly has no clue what he's doing because he <gasps> just fa la 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 fa 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 la 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 fa la 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 doesn't sing along at all with the song, but it's fucking hilarious. He's genuinely got no idea what's happening, has he? No, but he's loving it. He's absolutely loving being there. Um, I thought it was superb. It's just so, so funny. They clearly, clearly deserve to win by a massive, massive margin. Uh, and then we get a, a beatdown. Um, and then we see the Cobra, because obviously you have a Santino spot, you need to have the Cobra. But the Cobra's got got reindeer antlers on. It's so <laughs> absolutely amazing. And then afterwards, to not, not to not adhere to kayfabe, he uses the Cobra to hold the hold the microphone. It's fucking brilliant. And then they sing, "We wish you a merry Christmas." And even Carly tries to chip in. Don't know the words, and uh, no. we get a final fa la 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 la. It's brilliant TV. This was the best I don't best know. segment. I don't know about it. Brilliant TV, mate. I think that's a stretch, but <laughs> compared to what had come previously, I can appreciate where you're coming from from that. But to say it's brilliant TV, I'm not having that. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. The highlight Carl, for me was Carly. Carly's superb. Yeah, he's superb. He's got no idea what's going on at all. But the smile on his on his I, I wasn't going to say a cheeky little face, but on his humongous face, his massive chinned mush. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was absolutely heartwarming. I loved this segment; thought it was hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm not going to go back and watch it again. So it's not <laughs> no, you know. no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't wish that on anybody. No, definitely not. Uh, we get Fandango versus Dolph Ziggler next in a mm-hmm. present on a pole match, which apparently was announced on the WWE app earlier that day. So there you go, people. You, you make sure you got the app. Do you have the app? No, I don't. No, I never. I haven't got the app either. But the, we found out. I mean, it may have been announced beforehand. I don't have a clue. But we found out that that present actually is a number one contendership for the Intercontinental Title. So mm-hmm. that means the winner next week will get a match against uh, Big E Langston or Big E yes. as we now know him. Yeah, um, my takeaways from this match. Where first of all, Dolph Ziggler's drop kick is freaking amazing, isn't it? It's so good. Before we even get to that, though, how short was Dolph Ziggler's shorts? Mm. Many a time, I thought we were going to see the the crack in the moon. Maybe little Ziggler is going to pop out and say hello or something. Exactly, they were they were so teeny tiny. But yeah, um, these are two really good wrestlers. Let's 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 not beat around the bush. They uh, they can put on a good match. It wasn't this match. No, they can put one on. <laughs> yeah. This this was Christmas silliness. Uh, it starts off with both of them essentially trying to uh, climb the post and, and win the match in thirty seconds, as as most kind of pole matches start with. Um, and it, it doesn't go on for too long, so it's not offensive. Uh, we don't get a lot of kind of in ring work. It's it's mostly aimed around that corner with uh, with the, where the the pole is, uh, and a lot of kind of. Uh, uh, almost reaching for the presence, and then then the other wrestler makes a comeback and pulls you down or hits you on the back and and stuff like that. We get a couple of times where they get crotched on the top ropes, um, but the uh, the 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 finish is is a pretty cool and pretty uh, good from from Dolph. He ends up uh, essentially being thrown from um, 
from the post. He, he hits the post with his head or he's rammed into the post. Then he drops off the, the post onto the floor and hits his head on the stairs as well, which puts him out. And uh, uh, Fandango is able to... Uh, to to get the the win, but yeah, this was not a, an offensive match by any stretch of the imagination. It was never, it wasn't a classic, um, but yeah, it was, uh, I thought it went pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a decent enough TV match, wasn't it? I guess yeah. two guys who know what they're doing. I, I appreciate the stipulation is what it is. It, they got to grab the contract to get get the title match next week. I appreciate that, and they're trying to do the whole Christmas link in with it being a present. I think maybe that hindered them a touch because it, mm-hmm. it's a pole match. So they both got to fight to get up the pole in the one corner. So half the ring was kind of not used a great deal, I suppose, because they were over in that one side. But maybe I'm just being nitpicky there. I, I don't know. but No, you're right. I mean, I can only really remember one kind of standout spot. And that's when... Uh, we see um, Fandango try and go for the power bomb, which uh, Ziggler reverses into kind of a sunset flip, and then hits his his famouser. Um, that was the only real kind of technical uh, mm. segment of wrestling we got. It was a lot of I'll climb the ropes now. Now you hit me in the back, and then I'll climb the ropes, and you crotch me so I land on the top rope. It was a lot of silly shenanigans like that, but it was a, a four or five minute match, so it wasn't offensive on the eyes, I suppose. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing, if I remember correctly, Fandango didn't go on to win the Intercontinental Championship from Big E. Um, uh, that maybe we'll cover that next week. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we get the primetime players versus the Usos, Magsy, that you mentioned previously. Um, Darren Young gets the name of the city wrong. I, calls- I, I didn't get this this at all i mean maybe this was their gimmick uh, i don't really remember a lot of the prime time uh players work but yeah he gets the name wrong gets the 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 whole of the segment wrong yeah it, it felt ridiculous and mm. i just didn't get it yes the usos look good though don't they yeah this was kind of classic usos uh kind yeah. of samoan um almost In like face new, paint and... new zealand hakuini uh yeah. Usos, yeah yeah, and then we get to Good Santa versus Bad Santa, don't we? <laughs> oh, dear. Why was there... Oh, my goodness. They come out to the ring. Mark Henry as Good Santa, Damien Sunday, who I'm a big fan of, by the way, coming out as Bad Santa. And obviously, the the, the, this, the decision in this match decides whether Christmas goes ahead or not fucking ridiculous and <laughs> and then to top it off to make it even more crazy there's a few presents in the ring when the match starts yeah Mark I mean, Henry... even, but even before you get to the match one thing i did really like and i never uh and i'd never noticed it before but they had custom tartan uh tartan videos of them in their their get up and the beards and um they were either laughing or kind of like scowling depending on what was going on i thought that was a, a pretty yeah. cool touch yeah, yeah. Like, see, again, that's the thing. If WWE can do that, why do we get the laziness on the other side of the coin with, like, Rhodes and Goldust's music? It just It's mm-hmm. frustrating, isn't it, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, they've got Christmas presents in the ring. Mark Henry opens one of them up to unveil a toilet, 
which of course makes perfect sense. I mean, who wouldn't want a toilet for Christmas? And then secondly, why would it not be in the middle of a wrestling ring? Of course. Mm-hmm. And, Sunday. And, and who put it there as well? Yeah. Because it's it, just, the, the, the present, oh. the present wrapping didn't have a bottom. Mm-hmm. So when Mark Henry lifts off the, the box, how I just didn't get it. I didn't get it, but it's just stupid. We did get Damien Sandow's head being rammed down the toilet. I mean, obviously it wasn't hooked up to the water, so we couldn't get the flush. Yeah, but there was no water. When the when the toilet eventually got knocked over, you could see that it was pristine. It was like a brand new bowl. Mm-hmm. But he's selling it like he's about to go chill on a load of turds. Yeah. You know, and it's just... And, it's and you've just got to give him props for that, because he, he sells really well. Damien Sandow sells really well. Yeah, I've got no issue with Damien Sandow's selling... In, in itself it's what he's actually selling here it's just nonsense it's just daft and you're looking at kids in the crowd and even they're looking at a, a, at the ring like what the hell is this it, it's it's vince mcmahon toilet humor yeah he he in skits like this he, he is uh focused on an uh an audience of one him he would have found this absolutely hilarious yes it's just no uh... Yeah, the, a, a big aspect of the match seems to work around the fact that Damien Sunday can't get a fire extinguisher to work, but Mark mm-hmm. Henry can. So, and, he, he, and how pleased was he when he pulled the ring out of the fire extinguisher and showed all yeah. the crowd? He was yeah. so pleased with himself. He was a he was a smiley fellow, wasn't he? Eh? He was a happy Santa. Um, not a great deal else goes on, Mags, really, is it? They fight up and down the aisle a little bit. They go through some of the presents and the tree up at the entrance way. Sandow kicks the, the shit out of all the presents. Yeah. Uh, reveals a, a candy cane or a kendo cane. Yeah. As, uh, as JB likes to uh, put it. Whoops, uh, Mark Henry for a, a little bit with that. Mark's able to kind of block one of the shots, uh, gets the stick, snaps it, uh, go back to the ring. Uh, and as if we didn't have enough of the fire extinguisher, that, that plays a big part again. Damien Sandow still, even though Mark Henry has took the pin out and used the fire extinguisher, he still doesn't know how to do it. Uh, Mark Henry volleys the the fire extinguisher out of <laughs> Damien Sandow's hand. I mean, that, that is some tour-breaking stuff. Yeah. Um, picks it up, sprays uh, Damien Sandow again, uh, world's strongest slam, and the one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 it done. So, I mean, that's I mean, you watch the rest. You watch the rest of the show. So let's uh let's uh quickly run through the rest of that. Well, yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of the end of what I'm guessing we were gonna review and rate and mark. So we'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, I did watch the rest of the show. Um, I I, I hate myself for for doing that. And <laughs> we had Los Matadores with the weird little bull thing that they had. Okay. El do you remember Carito. those? Yeah, that's it. Do you remember those guys? I do. I totally forgot they existed until they came out. And I was looking at them like, is that Primo and Epico, the, the colognes? I think it is, yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't good. And they were facing the real Americans. Of... Which, which was that Cesaro was one of them, I yeah. think. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a... A very patriotic. Was it Cesaro and Swagger? I want to say yes. it was Swagger. Yeah, very re- with Zeb Coulter uh, or, as their or, or Dutch Mantel as he was referred to, or, you know. or as we know him on uh, Changing Attitude, uh, Uncle Zebekiah. Yeah, 
Uh, and he's very much, it's, it's basically, let's call it what it is. It's a racist gimmick. And he's talking about immigrants coming in and how Americans are most important uh, and all this sort of stuff. Whilst one half of his team is actually from Switzerland. <laughs> I mean, he, he was doing the Donald Trump gimmick before Donald Trump did it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't tell you who won that because I actually did skip a bit of this. So. Oh, oh, so <laughs> there t- we are. Let me let me put this into context. When I skipped this match was actually when I got the message from you saying you weren't watching the whole show. That's the exact moment I was up <laughs> and to, you were like, and I was I'm like, "What? Well, fucking fuck watching you it. then?" I- <laughs> um, we then get something that surprised me because I didn't hate this. We had Ryback versus Kofi Kingston. Okay. And it wasn't a particularly long match, and it wasn't anything majorly spectacular, but Ryback actually looked really good in this. Wow. Go tell him. He'll have you following him on doing a, a poll on Twitter to see whether he should come <laughs> back to the company. Uh, or retire, as everyone voted. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, I mean, he won with, with the shell shock finisher that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Dolph Ziggler, sorry, Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston here is doing the sort of, he's from Jamaica, now he's from Ghana, now he's from somewhere else, gimmick. The, the kind of thundering paradise, boom, boom. Yeah, thing. that's right, yeah. Uh, but he and Roy back put, put on a decent match, a decent TV match. It was it was, it was pretty good. Uh, Bad News Barrett is now at ringside in his ah, snazzy so, red apron. So do we get a good payoff to him collecting uh, money in the streets. It's just another waste of fucking time, mate. <laughs> you know? <it's... laughs> uh, so no. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he's, he comes out and he's still got the little podium and the bucket. And it's like, and the apron on, and he's there to say, thank you to Texas for raising all this money. And this is again, why I made a point of the fact that it's a bit of change in one singular bucket and you can hear it as he's moving it around. But, but the bad news Barrett describes this as thousands and thousands of dollars he's collected. Right. <laughs> but it's obviously not, it's obviously about 20 quid. Right. And he's, he's shaking this bucket around and he goes, Oh, but I'm afraid I've got some bad news. And I got a kick out of hearing that. Cause it's been yeah. a long time since I heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he's not actually affiliated with any charity at all. So all this money's for him. Ha 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 ha. And it cuts back to the commentary table. And that was that. So the whole, the whole show with these skits was about him begging for money that he kept. And like yeah. I said, it, it wasn't a lot. It was just w- a waste. Was it, of was it that hard up that, oh. that on two days before Christmas, he had to beg for, for essentially $20. It was crap, mate. It was just absolute freaking nonsense. It really was. This made the divas all linking arms and clotheslining everyone look like Steamboat versus Flair. It was that bad. You know, it was it is just so awful. We then get an advert for the New Year shows, the, the, the New Year's episode of SmackDown on Raw coming up in, in the next week. Um, the advert it is something that's now going to be burnt onto my memory for the rest of my life. I'm never going to be able to escape it. It's the big show dressed as a baby, oh, in- including Jesus. basically being naked other than a giant nappy. And he's doing a little dance for us. I don't, 
I, I don't know what to say or make of this. It's just, again, it's just another example of uh, the only thing I can think, think of to, to say is, is why, why, why is this a thing? Why is this? Why? You know, again, like the toilet, this is to cater to that audience of one because Vince would have loved it. Ha ha ha. Look at him. He's a seven foot baby. Ha, ha, ha. Look at the size of that diaper. I bet he shits <laughs> his pants. <laughs> oh, it was now so... make him turn face again. Yeah, now make him the heel. <laughs> oh, nobody boos babies. God damn it! <laughs> oh, it was just so bad. It was terrible. Uh, but then ultimately, we we get to the main event of the show, which again was actually was actually all right in, in the same way that Ryback Kofi Kingston was from bell to bell was decent. We got the Shield versus John Cena, Biggie, and CM Punk in a, in a six man the second six-man tag of the same show, maybe slight overkill potentially, but this was, this was a good enough. It's a holiday show. It's a holiday show. Yeah. Yeah. And and you got some big names on on the show for right. Haven't you? You got the Rhodes brothers, you've got the Wyatt's, you got Daniel Bryan, you got here, Cena, Big E, Punk, the shield. So you got some big names on the event as well. It goes to a stupid shitty DQ finish when, the two members of the shield are beating up punk or Cena and refusing to get back out the ring. It's, it's not great. And JBL at the very beginning of the match describes the shield as having the best debut year of any faction ever. So I'd like to think that JBL is a fucking moron. I should watch 1996 WCW, but there we go. Yeah. That, that, and that's where the show kind of ends. So, so great fun. And a, a worthy uh, winner of this week's poll. I think I, I'm I'm the closest I've ever been to retiring from podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> the straw that broke the camel's back is, is big show in a nappy. Yeah, oh, Carly going la 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 So I suppose I mean we're not rating the whole show, Maxi. Are we? We're rating the. The, the good seconds. Santa, bad Santa segment and the match. And was it Z- uh, Ziggler and Fandango as well was included in this? So, yeah, uh, out of 10, mate, w- w- what are you thinking? I mean, I could happily give it a zero <laughs> because it, it was terrible. Yeah. But the Santino, Morella uh, and Carly bit was hilarious. Um the, the the Ziggler match with Fandango was inoffensive. The the bad Santa good Santa stuff was was saved mainly for for David Sandow's great selling and his great character work, but it was shit. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a two. A two. A two. Okay. Okay, I've not got it up in front of me, but I think the worst rating I've given is a one and a half. And this is the worst. I think, and that was for The Undertaker versus Yokozuna at the Royal Rumble in the casket match. Do you remember? And I think that was, I think I gave that a one and a half. Um, I think, trying to look at this logically, which of course is how you should approach things like this, when you've got um, a, a 12 Diva tag match JBL saying that the Shield's first 12 months was better than the NWO and the big show dressed as a baby. Logic is obviously the only aspect you can use. Well, you, so, can't, you can't factor those in because no, that's no, not I what know, we're covering. I know. I, know. I, 
I've got no ambitions whatsoever to go back and watch Yokozuna versus The Undertaker again ever in my whole life. This also fits into that bracket. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to go... I don't think it's worse than Yokozuna Undertaker. I think so. One and a half again, I think, is what I'm going to have to give it. I don't think I can... I know there's going to be worse stuff out there that we may cover, but it's going to be really scraping the barrel to find it. So I think one and a half from me, Maxie, is, is where we go, mate. That's fair. That's that's more than I thought that you were going to give it. So you've been you've been very lenient. Mm, yes. Wow. Uh, so you are not full of Christmas spirit today. What? I'm not, mate. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm a little bit hungover, and you made me watch fucking some little bull thing running around Vicky Guerrero with reindeer ears and some fucking seven foot moron of a nappy you know it's like <laughs> why <laughs> that was my afternoon that was that was what I did this afternoon and I made five pages of notes that I didn't even need <laughs> what a waste of paper oh mate what a waste of fucking time what are <laughs> three hours what a yeah. waste of three hours <laughs> Uh, so then, Magzi, where shall we go next week? Hopefully nobody ever votes for you again. Well, you say that, but I feel that I'm going to make up for, for, for this week's shenanigans. Mate, this was one of the worst things I've ever seen. There's no way you can have something worse. So it's got to be better. <laughs> well, well, let's see. So uh, at the top of this show, um, we saw the, the segment with the authority. Uh, and that was essentially ended when the the new WWE champion came out, Randy Orton. We mentioned him uh, coming out in his ring gear, even though he was only in that one segment and he actually got the day off. Um, so that made me kind of think, we haven't covered a lot of Randy Orton on the show. No, um, no it's and true, he, yeah. And he's, um, he, he, in my view at least, he's going to go down as one of the, the best wrestlers to ever enter the ring, I think. Um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of his, his body of work, he's been absolutely outstanding and um, his multiple uh, world title runs uh, are legitimately deserved. So I want to go to uh, a Randy Orton match. Um, his highest rated Randy Orton match, uh, according to, uh, to uh, Uncle Dave. Uh, I want to go back to 2004. Backlash when Randy Orton faced, uh, inarguably, his his maybe. I, I don't, I, could you call it his breakout feud? Yeah, I think you could. I mean, I know he had all the stuff with, with Evolution uh, and the stuff with uh, Batista and Triple H, but I think this feud was the making of Randy Orton that, uh, as we know him. I want to watch the the hardcore match for the Intercontinental title when Randy Orton took on Cactus Jack. That is so good. Do do I have I made up for this shower shit? Oh, mate, that match is fantastic. Honestly, now that, now people don't of... vote for it. I said <laughs> don't vote for this. Oh, he it's one of my favourite matches. Genuinely, it's well, so good. So you've ruined it for yourself by telling the 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 chain wrestling family not to vote for it. Mm, yeah. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see where my name goes. Okay. Um, and he goes for Fandango versus Biggie <laughs> for the Ava continental Mar- title. Ava <laughs> Marie versus. <laughs> no, my my link is um, actually relatively straightforward, to be honest, and, and it's kind of tracing the same 
timeline as this kind of era, I guess, even though this episode of Raw was absolute freaking garbage. And what I'd like to do is just jump ahead to the, the, the next WrestleMania. We mentioned it earlier on, Daniel Bryan's on this show, um, and you know Randy Orton's involved as well in this contest. I'd like to just jump to the main event at WrestleMania 30 and have a look at Daniel Bryan winning the championship. Oh, see, two great picks there. So we went through this week of terrible wrestling. And this is the good thing about chain wrestling, that the next link in the chain can be an absolute classic. And we've got two two classics there to go from. So we win next week, no matter what what wins the poll. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that hardcore match for the IC title, the backlash, oh, that is so good. But then Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 winning the championship, the Yes movement and... The, the video packages and monster monster are oh, oh, so so good both of those choices are, i also draw again max we can do both yeah i think i mean that would be absolutely amazing if it was so don't, don't anybody vote just no votes whatsoever so it ends literally like zero percent each yeah would but that it's work? a draw well, it'd, be, it'd be still a draw but don't tell people not to vote that's <laughs> That defeats the whole purpose of the show. <laughs> Definitely vote for one of them then. Man, hopefully. Well, yeah, maybe. Okay, so those are your options for next week and the first episode of Chain Wrestling in the year 2022. I think yes. I've worked that out correctly. Yes, I have, yeah. Yes. Uh, we have Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack at Backlash 2004 in an absolute freaking barnstormer of a contest for the intercontinental championship one of my favorite matches quite often overlooked as well when you look at mick foley's catalog of work randy orton's catalog of work sometimes this kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit it Mm -hmm. is so so good or we have daniel bryan sticking it to the authority shall we say at wrestlemania 30 and winning the big one winning the world championship Uh, in a triple threat match there two brilliant contests i'd happily cover either but it's not up to us it's up to you you decide where we go you vote uh and and basically sort of dictate where we head so yeah those are your two options they will be out on the show's twitter uh midweek when the audio version of this podcast comes out so yeah hopefully well, as I say hopefully I'll win, but honestly, looking at the two options, I don't really care. They're both brilliant. I'm happy to cover mm-hmm. either. So, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Magsy, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online? Uh, let them know about the volley coming up straight after us, covering the weekend's football and so on. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, thank you for uh, plowing through that awful, awful episode of Raw, <laughs> even though you're not you're not feeling uh, 100% your best. So I, I give you props for that. And uh, I hope everybody in the chat and everyone who's listened uh, back to this on, on the audio version, we had absolutely an amazing Christmas or Hanukkah or Phil's Navidad or whatever kind of uh, celebration you subscribe to. I hope you had a really good time and uh, had some good food, good drink, and uh, spent it with some good people. And we won't see again till the new year so i hope your new year is absolutely amazing uh i hope you uh you make some really cool resolutions and um you uh go into 2022 uh with full of hope uh, and we can get through this uh this pandemic together uh in terms of the volley yeah stick around we'll be around uh it's right on this very channel uh talking this weekend's uh football uh with uh, myself and mr matt willis 
Uh, but other than that, you can find me all over Radio Techers, whether it's wrestling, football, or uh, UFC. Uh, and I'm also part of uh, Visionaries Global Media and the Chair Shot. So you can get uh, my dulcet tones wherever you can find your podcast. And if you want to, you can follow me down here on the old Twitter sphere at Podfather Mags, where I share pictures of my food. Uh, and yeah, just enjoy and the your one press up, press up arm. <laughs> what do you think bud do i do press-ups look at my one arm what a bastard <laughs> this, okay. is my, this is my wanking arm it's massive i look like a wonky popper <laughs> wonky popper fantastic ah uh, yes you can follow me on twitter at sjp words where links to all my shows i do get shared there uh the doctor who pod coming very very soon uh with our our awesome friend dan griffin via radio techers that'll be with you very in one next few weeks hopefully uh we just finished season one of the waiting room go back and check that out yeah, I've noticed on the last couple of episodes, uh, uh, Benny has been saying uh, props for for Radio Techers, uh, and hopefully they'll they'll pick it up for a, a second season. Absolutely, the waiting room's home is Radio Techers. It's an absolutely brilliant show. And if you haven't listened to it, definitely go into the archives and listen to it. It's such comedy gold. I I love that show, and I cannot wait for season two to start. Oh, thanks, mate. I, I really appreciate that. Season two should hopefully be with us sort of first or second week of February, I believe is the kind of time frame we've got laid out, you know, to get a few recorded in the bank. But the first season, the first nine episodes of the waiting room covering quantum leaps, first nine episodes are available. Still, uh, you can find that via my Twitter as well at SJP words or at the waiting room underscore on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show. Most importantly, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and that TikTok thing of me at chain underscore wrestling, where you will get links to all of our information, our our non-wrestling topics, our the poll, uh, all of that great stuff. So yeah, that's that's kind of it, really. Chuck the show a follow at chain underscore wrestling on all the social medias. I hope everyone has a fantastic New Year's Eve if you're going out partying or even if you're just staying home to chill out. Thank you so so much to everybody for watching, listening, getting involved in the year 2021. And I hope everyone sticks around and sticks with us in 2022 when the show's mm-hmm. gonna get bigger, better, and even more entertaining because we will not be looking at Fandango climbing a fucking pole again. Okay, I'm off now to probably go and have a bit of a kip because for some reason I'm fucking useless after a couple of beers at the moment. Magsy, happy new year, my friend, and I will see you very, very soon. Happy new year. Don't let the bells end. <laughs>